Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Two Wacky Teacher Entrepreneurs. Teacherpreneurs, let me get that right. Today we're going to be doing a friendly old coffee chat, and I have I have a really funny coffee cup here. You can watch us on YouTube. It's a it's a grumpy dwarf from the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which. I don't even know if that's really um, PC anymore. Anyway, Amanda's having fun. If you go to YouTube, you can see she's having a, a tanty and she got mad. She lit her office on fire. I don't know. We'll find out what's going on. If you want to know more about that, tune into our YouTube channel, Two Wacky Teacherpreneurs Tell All. And today we're just going to have a good old fashioned coffee chat, catch up with each other. We're both starting school this week. And Yes, we'll see you soon on the flip side. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. All right, and welcome back to Two Wacky Teacherpreneurs. Tell all. We'll be telling you everything today. Really, I'm just going to make Amanda do this trendy thing I saw on Instagram called The Report. And I totally got this from the Townie teacher, Townie IE teacher. She is a lovely secondary teacher and she she's very trendy. Whatever Townie teacher does, everyone else wants to do. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. I should probably tell her that I'm talking about her in this. But <laughs> anyway, she came up with this cool acronym to kind of like summarize up your week. And people now have been doing the acronym on Fridays on social media. So if you're interested, like, oh, what should I post on Fridays? I hate posting on Fridays because I have low views on my Instagram on Friday. So I've just given up Fridays. I'm just like, I'm not even going to say anything today because nobody's going to watch me anyway. <laughs> but I have noticed that some people are doing the report now and I thought it would be a really fun coffee chat. So the, the report is each letter. It's an acronym and it's just what it's kind of like a, what are you doing lately? So do you want to, do you want me to ask you the first, um, tell you the first acronym and then you could tell me if you have anything on your mind. And if you don't, we can just skip it and go to the next. Yeah. I'm so excited. Cause I've not heard of this. I'm not trendy Instagram person at all. Um, I get it. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So the R in report stands for reading. So have you been reading anything cool lately or are there any books on your mind? Yes, uh, multiple books. So I bought a book on Amazon uh, and I it's on my Kindle right now. And uh, it's called, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to be teaching um, English language learners ELD this year. And so I freshman. And so it was really, really important to me that I brush up on my ELD knowledge. 
And actually, my favorite educational podcast, Cults of Pedagogy, had a guest on that wrote this book, and I immediately bought it. Um, And so I'm just looking in my Amazon queue right now for what it's called. Um, I can't remember. While While you look for it, do you want me to tell you mine? Yes, please. Okay. Over the summer... I, well, whenever I go traveling, I like to read for fun, mainly because I get really nervous on airplanes and I always just can't stop thinking about them crashing and how this could be my last time on earth ever. And I start getting really upset and nervous and I've tried everything. And what I found is that having a really good fiction book to read makes me feel better. And I can, if I can get trapped in the story, I stop thinking about all the little bumps and, you know, the, the noises and the things, the fact that I'm flying 30,000 feet above the ocean. I mean, like I have to stop thinking and dwelling on those things. So I always ask my friends, I'm in a a group, I have like a group chat of ELA teacher frenzies and they love to read. They're big readers. So before I go on vacation, I'm always like, what should I read? What do you like? And then I'll write down all the recommendations and they recommended two books. They're like these, you can't, you can't not, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to want to read these from start to finish. And so the first one was called The Housemaid. So good. And the second was called The Perfect Marriage. And now I've been seeing people read these two books like nonstop. Like they keep popping up on my feed. Anyway, they were really great books. They definitely kept my mind off of the plane rides. And then last night I finished those two books. And then last night I started back on my business kick. And I, I started reading a book called 500 Social Media Marketing Tips. Now I'm back in like my real world, not on airplanes. So I'm back to reading informational text only. <laughs> okay. What do you got? Did you find the book? I did, but I can't believe that we have the same anxiety about planes. I get the same thing. Yeah. I think that I'm going to die. This is going to be my last moments on earth. And I start thinking about like how grateful I am for all the people in my life. And it's weird. Like, why does that happen? Um, yeah, I found the name of the book and this is the book I'm reading right now. It's called long-term success for experienced multilinguals. Um, it's excellent. I love it. It has lots and lots of really, really great strategies that I'm going to use this year, but I forgot to tell you that when I was on my trip, so we were, we left for 10 days, uh, for Washington state. And I talked about that in another episode, and we went to Vancouver and uh, BC. I read Keeping the Wonder from cover to cover. Oh, I love Keeping the Wonder. Yeah, I finally yeah. read it. I read the yeah, whole thing. I, I, I am pretty good pals with three out of the four. And it's not like I don't love the fourth one, but I do talk to three out of the four Keeping the Wonder authors daily. At least two of them every day. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I'm like loved obsessed it. with keeping the wonder. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It was very, very inspiring. Um, and I it made me, it was like the perfect book to read because I've been gone for a year from teaching, um, to read to get me excited about teaching again. Um, and I just, yeah, their values and their philosophy of teaching and just the way that they all approach teaching really aligns with the kind of teacher I am and same with you too and actually I was wondering like why didn't you get a spotlight in there because you've done so many cool things in your classroom and I'm like why isn't Jess in here (laughs) 
I guess I'm not. Spotlights, I guess know? I'm like, just not. I'm not cool enough. I'm not trendy enough anymore. No, but I am in there. They have a library of um because I was a keeping the wonder presenter. So they have like this library of every video they've ever put out for keeping the wonder. Like every session of every every topic they've ever presented on is in a keeping the wonder library and i do have a link to that so i'll have to send that to you we could put it in the show notes um and i do have my little i i have my little uh my little shtick in there i i it is hard because i've mainly been elementary and i was a tech coach for middle school for a couple years and i taught social studies for a couple years in middle school so i've never really been secondary ela which is their specialty i've never taught secondary ela but i think since i was one of their frenzies and i had a really cool idea they squeezed me in uh lexington kentucky i was one of the presenters and I did like a little mini presentation and everything, but I am in their library. So I do have that shout out. Cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, when I read the book, it seemed like, you know, it could apply to any teacher, um, any grade, any subject. I feel like it's a beautiful book for any, like if you're a teacher, this is a great book for you, you know, Definitely. like even though they're ELA, uh, you know, I think all of them are ELA, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, two have left the classroom now. One is teaching college, like teacher preparatory classes, and one does uh, ELA lessons full time on Teachers Pay Teachers. One is still in the classroom full time and one is only part time now, but still teaching ELA. So but they're very creative um, teachers, very Mm -hmm. creative. And well, I have the whole a premise mind. is that anyone can be creative, like anyone. Yeah. And they have these great. really, they, they have these really easy, interesting ideas to just get you start thinking outside the box on like what you could do. And like, I've been doing a lot of those things for years, but I am really bad at sharing some of those things on social media. I'm just really bad about it. Like, I just don't, I don't think that these little things that I do are that interesting, right? <laughs> But then I read about them publishing a book and I'm like, oh yeah, I do that. That's awesome. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally agree. But I'm just really bad at sharing. And I do think a lot of teachers are very creative and you're going to see things that maybe you've done before, but you don't call it that like the flashbulb moments that they talk about. Like, okay. So anyway, I don't want to get too involved. I'm getting, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. I know we could do a whole episode on their book. Maybe we could have them as guests. Listen, Mm -hmm. they would be guests. But we still have five more letters. Okay, in our, our reading. Are you ready? I'm ready. The next letter is eating. Like, have you been eating anything? Have you? Did you go to any? Do you ever go out to restaurants? You live in in, uh, in around San Francisco, like, or is there a favorite snack that you're like really obsessed with, or something new that you're trying to do with your eating? Uh, yeah, my eating, my eating. Uh, well, recently I've gotten, I love strawberries and it's like strawberry season. It's that those are my favorite fruit. And I went to the farmer's market yesterday and it was late. Like they were almost closing up shop. And I went to the, I always get fruit every Saturday at the farmer's market. And the guy was like, I only wanted like three pints and he had six and he was like, do you want two for, you know, like, so six pints of strawberries for $15. And I was like, yes, 
sold. And so now, and so I just made, I'm doing all sorts of things with strawberries. Like I made a strawberry smoothie yesterday. Today I made strawberry um, uh, syrup to put on our waffles and I eat gluten-free waffles. That's my food, strawberries. What about you? Nice. Well, I was thinking with eating, I actually have a teacherpreneur story to tell you because this week I got propositioned by a a company to um, basically be an influencer for their snacks. That's <laughs> cool. Funny. Well, I thought it was cool, but I I turned it down. I ghosted them, and let me tell you why. So, like, I do keto. Um, I eat a lot of keto. Like, I mainly eat keto during the school year. Obviously, when I went to Greece. I was staying in a hotel next to a place called the Bread Factory, so I did not do keto, but I do keto most of the year. It just makes me feel pretty good, and I'm not, like, consistently losing weight all the time on it, but I just feel a lot better, like, less inflamed, because I do have a lot of weird diseases. I'm not going to get into that, but anyway, so I've been thinking more and more, gosh, me, my husband and I, we used to do these little cooking videos for HelloFresh and people love them. I kind of went viral over them. That's how I got like half of my followers were from these HelloFresh cooking videos, but we don't really like HelloFresh anymore. We haven't been doing it um, in Vegas. It's so hot here that a lot of times, like not even their cooler bags really last here. It's just unusually hot where I live. So I've been thinking, wow, we should bring the cooking show back. I get asked about it all the time. We should do keto, like keto meals, because we actually do cook a lot of really cool keto friendly dinners. And I was thinking about that, like, gosh, maybe this school year, we should start the cooking show back up. Everybody loved it. Everybody wants to see it again, but we'll do keto meals. And so then I thought, wow, this seemed like divine intervention from the universe. This company came to me and said, hi, we make keto snacks and we'd love to send you an influencer box. There's like six different kinds of keto friendly snacks. I thought, wow, this is aligning with everything that I wanted and more, right? But then I didn't really like their terms. And I'm just being honest with you. Their terms were, they were going to send me a box of snacks, six little snack size bag of chips and keto friendly stuff. And they wanted me to post about it three times on my feed, no compensation. And I was just like, what, like, where, where have I gotten in my life where, like, I'm going to post three posts on my Instagram for zero dollars for, like, bags of chips? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> is this kind of, like, like, am I really going to put my name out there for no, no money? Just send me bags of chips now? Like, is this what <laughs> my brand has come to? I'm so glad you said no. I did. I just ghosted them. Like they told me like at first they were like, would you like to be an influencer for us? We'll send you these bags of chips. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll put on my feed, but I'll probably just do stories about it as I get a lot more people looking at my stories. Right. So I thought, oh, that'll be fun. I'll do like an unboxing and show people on the stories. And I really do eat keto like probably eight months out of the year I'm on keto. Right. And then they said, they said these, this long, like conditions right it was like da, 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 da. and I'm reading all of the conditions and rules and terms and one of them was like posting three times in one week on my feed and I was just like I, 
even I don't even post three times a week on my feed more. I post like once a month. <laughs> like how weird and spammy would that be of me to come on with some chips? It's that is weird. weird. And I was thinking about my overall brand. And I really want to be known as a librarian who loves fit picture books for all ages. Like that is really the niche I want to be known for. And I think I kind of came to that uh, conclusion several months ago. And I've kind of been leaning that way for years is I just want to be known for books. And so I'm like, how silly. So I did start a TikTok channel called Whimsical Eats because I thought, you know, maybe I can just start like my own little food thing. Um, and I thought the first video was hilarious. Like I basically like, I got like a, like a Marie Callender's TV dinner and I showed the box and then I showed what it really looks like after you heat it up. And it's like disgusting. It looks like prison food. That is a good one. Okay. I'm going to follow Yeah. You I was thinking TikTok. about doing that. Just, just that food unveiling of like, this is what it looks like on the box, but this is what you really get. I don't know. I have a lot to say about eating. Okay, here's the next one. Report. We did reading. We did eating. The P stands for playing. Have you done anything fun, playful, anything recreational that you can talk about on the podcast? <laughs> yes. We, what do you got? Well, we uh, finally spent some money to be part of a swim, like a pool uh, club. Oh, cool. And and it's like just five minutes from our house. And so Aria and I, my daughter, she's going to turn nine this week. Um, Our daughters have birthdays right one after the other, right? Your daughters. Well, maybe we shouldn't say the birthday. Mine's turning 17. Well, mine's turning nine, but I'm not going to tell her birthday on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're they're the same. They're the same week. Uh, consecutive consecutive days. days. Yes. Um, so we've just been swimming so much and she's gotten really into swimming all the way to the bottom of the deep end. And it freaks me out because it's like 10 feet. So like seeing my little girl, like 10 feet below me, like under the water, it just like, yeah, I don't know. It freaks me out. Um, but yeah, she's so excited about like diving and swimming and, um, flipping, like she did like three back flips in a row, um, in the water. She just is a little fish and she loves water. And so, yeah, we've been playing in the water a lot. What about you? Well, it's been so hot in Las Vegas. There's, it's been like a hundred, 113 to 116. When I get in my car, it says 120 on the dash. It's so hot. I get sick a lot. So I've just been kind of trying to stay cool inside. I mean, I pretty much played all summer. I went to Greece, England, Belgium, and I just had tons and tons of fun all summer. So, but now I'm just, I'm trying to think about playing in the library as a classroom librarian teacher, you know, how can the kids play, but also be safe? Because last year I felt like I had a lot of fun things to play with, but we did have some gruesome injuries and I've, I've been trying to think, I have been thinking of playing, but like, how can we have fun in the library and be safe? Because some of the injuries were just brutal. <laughs> I had like a puppet theater, right? But the kids would not play puppets. They wouldn't talk to each other. They thought they were boxing gloves. And they basically just punch each other in the face with these puppets, like constantly. (laughs) They just thought that playing was like hitting each other, like violently hitting each other. 
And I did have a kindergartner get horribly injured, like his teeth went through his face and it was a lot of blood. And so I've been trying to think like, how can I redo some of my play areas? Because people have gotten hurt really bad and I feel horrible. And then I kind of look like a bad teacher, but I love letting kids play. It's just like, it's, it's really hard in public school setting, finding that, that balance, especially when you're dealing with little kids, like I'm dealing with little kids now. Um, and you probably know from teaching, you've taught elementary and middle that kids can just be so rough when they see each other. And like, how could, like, I don't want them to use my materials as weapons. <laughs> and they just, they get so excited and they're having so much fun. And I hate to break up their fun, but I'm like, what can I do to structure things differently so it doesn't go down this route <laughs> that people need stitches sometimes? What can I do differently? You know? Yeah. And I've been thinking about that. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Oh, so we did reading, eating, playing. Oh, obsessions. Are you obsessed with anything right now? Like, is anything like just taking over your thoughts, your mind? Maybe it's a something you've been doing or watching or, yeah. What are you obsessed with? A lot of people use things like te- their favorite shows or things they've been doing for entertainment for this one, but it could be anything you're obsessed with. What am I obsessed with? Can you come back to me? You talk about yours because I'm I'm just I'm obsessed with so many things. I gotta pick one. Me too. Me too. I have a lot of weird obsessions all the time. Um, well, I should have brought my box in, but I I I guess I am a little obsessed with making this this year more fun than it was. And I got this big box of squishies and I have no idea what to do with them tomorrow. But I got this box of 200 little squish animals. So I, I'm kind of obsessed with that, but I did go see the Barbie movie, that whole Barbie, Barbie and Oppenheimer weekend. I did it, but I saw more movies on top of it, but I did like Barbie. I never played with Barbie as a kid. I didn't like Barbies. I didn't like dolls. I hated dolls as a child and I hated Barbie a lot because she was like the quintessential doll, right? I hated Barbie. I was like, always like plotting to kill Barbie <laughs> when I go to my friend's house. I'm like, let's rip her head off and stick her in the toilet i was like the bad i was the bad friend i did not like barbie i loved the stuffed animals i had like hundreds and i had i loved the muppets and fraggle rock and i really loved weird things but i hated barbie so it was interesting going to the barbie movie where like all my friends were like barbie. i was like let's see how bad this is i did like it and i actually this week I ended up watching they're they're redoing a regular old boring house to look like a Barbie house. And it's like a contest show for these designers. So every room in the Barbie house is a different decade of Barbie memorabilia. So like one room is like the 60s, the 80s, the 70s, like the whole history of Barbie in one house. And then, then, then uh, somebody's fans are going to get to spend a night in the Barbie house. I'm wondering what they're going to do with this thing, but I guess that is kind of my obsession is the Barbie house dream house makeover show, (laughs) which is so stupid. I feel like my six-year-old self would come and punch me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you think of anything? That's so, so I read a book a while ago. I did think of something, but real quick, I want to respond to this Barbie thing. I have not seen the movie yet, but I read this book called Cinderella Ate My Daughter. And it was like when Aria was like two or three, because I was so concerned, you know, about her 
being exposed to all of these, um, you know, like oppressive female gender stereotypes, you know, and like worried, 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 worried. And like the whole, the author talks about how, no matter how much she tried to protect her daughter from this stuff, it's still, it's still sunk in to her daughter's brain. And it's kind of like, as a parent, you really, the only control you have is conversations with your kid about these things, you know, like, Barbie like why is she so thin you know why does she always like look so perfect what do you how does that make you feel you know as a girl um and things like that and um but yeah just being able to have conversations with kids about these things um and questioning them you know uh and I think that's kind of what the Barbie movie was about right like it's oh it's it's about female empowerment for sure Yeah, and they do have plus awesome. size, they do have a plus size Barbie and different looking Barbies in the movie. Yeah, so. but but what what's really funny is like my daughter is just like you as a kid. She hates these these dolls. Like she doesn't even she doesn't want to brush their hair. She doesn't want to like even put clothes on them. Sometimes the dog will chew them up, and she's like, I don't care. Their legs will fall off. She'll still play with them, but their role, their only role is they are the dragon riders. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> They're nothing else but yeah. the dragon riders. And the dragons yeah. are the main um, toy that like she really yeah. loves. But wow. anyway, I, so think, I just I love it. I have I read so much this, in common with Arya. Yeah, I read this book and it's like, she doesn't even like this stuff. Like, so cool. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so the thing that I'm obsessed with right now is... I'm recording a series on my podcast and it's probably the most important content I've ever created. Um, and it's with my colleague and really good friend and equity social justice warrior friend, Trina English. She, yes, she teaches English. She's Miss English. And she actually, we've done four episodes now about the teacher shortage crisis. I listened and- to the first one. And I recommend it to people. You listen to it? Yeah, I put it on my Instagram. You didn't even notice. You didn't even go on Instagram that week at all. Because I'm never on Instagram. I need to be on Instagram. And I want to promote this on Instagram because Trina is, she is brilliant. And she just like connects all of these dots for people and really like explains what's going on and the history behind it and like how to fix it. And we have like five more episodes coming out on this series. Like it's so good. Like the next one coming out is about canned curriculum. And if you're a teacher, I author, hate canned curriculum. She, she hates it too. And it, basically she talks about how it is stealing teachers joy. like professionalism. Yes. Their yes. joy, their, their, their knowledge, like, and that, you know, and Trina knows a lot about gender um, inequality And that really what's happening is a lot of oppressive things to women because women make up most of the teaching um, profession, right? And like, and and so districts are not trusting us and our authority and our ability to know what's best for our kids. And they're outsourcing it to these companies. And it's, 
disgusting. It's, it's, you know, all of the money that, that schools pay for and outsource this knowledge when really there are teachers in your school that are incredible and like could really help with curriculum. And yeah. So I, and, and people who are listening to this podcast, you know, you are those people, right? You're the creative teachers who like love designing your own curriculum to make it more engaging for students because that's the key in curriculum. See, I could go off on this, but that's what I'm obsessed about. See, we can't talk yeah, about what see? we're obsessed about because we'll just go on and on about it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, um, that I, I did listen to the first episode and it's on my it's on my to listen list now. I loved it because one thing that's happening in my district right now is um we got a bunch of money from the state for the governor from the governor to get teachers raises and the district is fighting it. They don't want to give us raises and so much. And so I've been getting really involved with the union. We have an action plan this next month. I mean, basically the district does not want to use this money for teacher raises. They do not think we deserve raises. And it's like, so listening to your podcast, like during this time, like it would like really meant a lot to me to hear the background since I am getting more involved with my union and I'm getting involved in these talks and I've been to like a lot more events than I've ever been to in my entire life. I'm going to a school board meeting this week. We're having protests. I mean, it's getting crazy here. And we're the fourth biggest school district in the country. And we're going through this. We're like, they do not want to give us raises. And a lot of it has to do with like the columns and rows. And you talked about the whole history of that and you're in your first episode there. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like there's so much going on right now. They don't want to give us, we want a 10% raise this year and an 8% next year. And they don't want to give it to us. Um, they want to just reevaluate our past uh, history and see if we're on the column and row chart in the right area. That's what they want to do with the money. Wow. So like find people. And they're saying that 23% of us would not get a raise if they reevaluated our backgrounds. In fact, we might get our pay lowered. And we're just like, we are fighting tooth and nail. But so much like if you are in a district where you're unhappy with the pay, or you're just a teacher at, at home, or you used to be a teacher, and you left because you didn't get paid enough all of your like this whole series of podcasts is like really it clears the murky water of why and I think in order to fight for something you have to know why it all happened you have to know a little history and why it's wrong and then you get more involved so like your podcast actually like reinvigorated me to get more involved with this current fight with my district obviously wanting more money also got me excited but yeah okay so the next letter we have is recommending is there anything that you could recommend um you know since this is a business theme podcast anything that you could recommend to teachers either a piece of advice or something cool that you found got anything uh just this week anytime like I mean we haven't talked for a couple weeks so is there anything like that well, pops into your head um well this is kind of self-promotion but yeah like if you are you know dissatisfied with the way that your school and your district is doing things I recommend listening to this teacher shortage crisis series because it's going to arm you with information. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like feel valid. It's going to help you feel validated that, yeah, like what you're going through 
is wrong and other teachers are standing up and kind of being whistleblowers and saying, this is wrong. This needs to change. Step and column needs to go. We need to be paid the first year that we start our career, you know, a living wage. Um, and yeah, so I recommend my podcast series. So I'll put the link in the, the show notes along with, yeah. we're going to put a few links in the show notes for you all to check, check these things out. So yeah, that's my recommendation. And one thing I would recommend to um, teacher teacher printers listening is I know that a lot of people left the classroom and they're a little bit removed from what's going on. But like one part about being a teacher printer is you have to read the room. You have to be able to read the room. If your customers are teachers, what are they going through right now? It's not just about your products and how your products solve all their problems. It's also a lot about like what's happening in their lives. And if you are far removed from the classroom, like you haven't been there in many years, you need to get a clue and you need to get in with helping the local, like wherever you live, start helping the local teacher union. I mean, I can't recommend enough. Like even if I were to quit next year, which I'm not going to, but if I were, I would still stay involved with this union and see what I could do to help the local teachers. If you're going to make money off the backs of teachers, you should be willing to help them in their pursuits of earning a decent income. I mean, it's going to be win, win, win all around. Just because you're not a teacher anymore doesn't mean you shouldn't be involved with teacher related issues. Like that should be your bread and butter is getting involved with those things and really understanding like a raise for teachers is a raise like for all of us as a teacherpreneur, because that means teachers are going to have more disposable income to buy your products. And so it always kind of amazes me. Like I do see a lot of uh, teacherpreneurs out there that are, you know, they're, they're trying to sell, sell, sell to teachers. Oh, look at all these cool things I made, but they never speak out on really important teacher issues. And I think, you know, it could be kind of harming their business a little bit. You got to get people involved and interested in teacher struggles. Even if you're not in the classroom, you could be helping outside of the classroom, if that makes any sense as a voter, right? Well, yeah. Voter. Voting. Yeah. Uh, and politics and yeah, like contacting your representatives and your governor. And I mean, these are all things that, that we could be doing, you know, and, and really like, how does change happen? People band together and, and speak out about the wrongs that are occurring in our school system. But um, I was also going to mention something, but now I'm forgetting. Is there another letter? Yep. There's one more. We've done reading, eating, playing, obsessions, recommendations, which I think it was like, we're just doubling back on Amanda's podcast. I know. Or getting involved with your union or caring about what's happening to teachers. The last one is a fun one and it's treats. Like, do you have a favorite treat? I know you're talking about your strawberries, but is there anything else? Got any favorite treats? I have a favorite treat on the tip of my tongue. Go. Well, you know, the kind bars, uh, they're like, you know, they're, they're actually pretty low in carbohydrates, but they're like almonds covered in chocolate and they're delicious. Kind bars have ice cream bars out. So they're kind ice cream bars Ooh. and it's basically like the same kind bar, but they're in the freezer and there's a little layer of ice cream in the middle. They're still pretty low in carbohydrates and sugar, but they're so delicious. Like kind ice cream bars have changed my life. Okay. Wow. That's, thank you for sharing that because I really like my family loves ice cream bars. Um, 
the Magnum ones. Have you had those? Yeah. Oh, gosh, those are so good, especially the caramel ones, but they're so bad for you. Like there's so much sugar and they always make me feel so gross after I eat them. Um, and so I try and eat those mochi, you know, those little like mochi. Yeah. Bites. I love those. Um, because I, yeah, I'm kind of on this journey of like more, uh, intuitive eating, you know, and not, not restricting things because that just doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for a lot of people, but like just paying attention to like how much I'm eating, how I feel after I eat, how I feel before I, you know, all that stuff. And like, I really do like snacks that are kind of like, they're small, like they're small portions, you know, like smaller size snacks. Um, So thank you. And so my, my snack, yeah, might be like anything that's like small, like those mochi ice cream things. Cause you eat one of them and it's like, Ooh, that was so good. And even if you ate a second one, it's not so bad as, as if you ate like a giant, like Ben and Jerry's like pint or something, you know what I mean? Like it's better than getting a Ben and Jerry's kind of thing. Cause there's more, you know, like you can just keep going and going and going like unlimited snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think which- you, you should, you should look around for these kind bar ice cream treats. There's only three different kinds they're all delicious. I mean, I will say they're not like the cheapest snacks in the world because Kind Bars are kind of pricey, but I think they're pretty comparable. It's probably like a dollar-ish a bar. I think it's like, it's like, it might be a little higher than that. It's like $6 at my store for like five of the bars. But I mean, if you're trying to watch your sugar, but you really are craving something cold and ice creamy, so good so good yeah well I think I think we did a good job on this for the first time report yay are we okay are we good we're good namaste (laughs) thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com, to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with ten other people, you'll have good luck forever. <laughs> <laughs>